Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Hey, good to see you all. Thank you for making it this morning to our um, adult Sunday school hour. We are uh, looking forward to an update for you. Um, I'm going to kick us off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to get rolling with what we have to cover here this morning. Would you pray with me? Our good God and Heavenly Father, thank you that we could join together this morning on this beautiful morning and come here uh, refreshed and ready to roll. I pray that you would uh, continue to move in us throughout this entire morning and refresh our hearts and our minds and our spirits again with the, uh, the truth of your word, with the opportunity to share our hearts through song and through even the, the moments that we're going to have together here at the nine o'clock time. I pray that you would um, continue to enliven us and enrich us with the creativity that uh, is represented here among our own people and the courage and the ideas and vision that they have. So we thank you for the opportunity to, to come together uh, for all of these things in fellowship together as um, believers in Jesus Christ and those who are still sometimes looking for what faith means. We thank you for the opportunities that lie ahead and pray your direction on this nine o'clock hour now. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. All right. Thank you very much for, for being here. I'm going to get in and out of the way quickly here this morning. Um, my role is simply to bring you up to speed really quickly, and then I'm going to allow some other people to speak. So I'm really excited about that uh, opportunity, by the way. Uh, if you were here a couple months, uh, a couple weeks or months ago now, you would have heard from us about a, an updated idea related to how we're doing adult Sunday school and what that means. And what we threw up there for you is a chart, something like this. About 30 minutes into a presentation, we rolled this thing out to you. And essentially what we were trying to explain is that there have been groups of people within the nine o'clock Sunday school hour, um, somewhere in the numbers around 40 plus people who have had some layer of dissatisfaction with where things currently are at the nine o'clock hour in terms of health and vitality and mission and purpose. And in that, about, about that, those number of people created essentially categories that we're calling belong, believe, and become. Now, if you want the full-on review, you can listen to that. Um, it's recorded, you know, whatever file that you can listen to online. But essentially what this group is saying is that there's at least three components that we'd love to have present during the nine o'clock hour that we'd like to be intentional about. We would love the nine o'clock hour to be a place where people can come and belong and, and connect First of all, like build relationships with one another with the intent of moving toward discipleship and more intentionality and relationship, that there should be someone thinking about creating environments and spaces for people to belong well. And then the believe portion up here was also the same idea of, well, we don't want to just sit around holding hands and singing kumbaya forever, right? Like, what does that do for us? We want to help people grow in their faith and depth and understand the scriptures, understand the word of God and grow in their their discipleship, lack of a better term. So that's the believe portion. That should be an intentional portion of what we do as well. And then there's the become group or the become interest, and that is the idea of mission and service. How do we keep from just being, uh, you know, so centrally focused that we just keep doing all things for ourselves, but think outside of our own, you know, church? That harkens back to the 1780s when Robert Reiki started Sunday school as a response to the needs of the poor, illiterate children in his community, thinking outside what should the church do. So the belong, believe, become segments of the nine o'clock kind of revisioning have been at the heart of what these groups have been doing. So since we last met, what we have done as a group of about 40-ish people, we have 
taken the reaction from the congregation and from different Sunday school classes, filtered that out, processed that, asked the question, what have we learned from what people have said? And then we divided these, this large group of 40-so people into three smaller task forces or teams, each to head up a belong, a believe, or become segment of our you know, new approach. So this morning, you get to hear from the point people behind belong, believe, and become. And taking these ideas, these were ideas weeks ago now, we said this may never quite line up exactly like this. It's not going to line up like this exactly. But we do want to roll out to you this morning something specific for the summer quarter, beginning in June and then into July and August. And then at the end of this, we want you to consider, take this back to your class, and consider what should our class do for the summer quarter. Okay, that's going to kind of be the question on the table for your localized class to talk about in the next week or two, what kind of involvement you would like to have. Okay, So we're going to have some Q&A afterwards, but um, right now we're going to allow our belong, believe, become point people to share with you, um, kind of without too much interruption probably, uh, the heart behind what they're doing and what, why they're doing what they're doing, and then we'll take some Q&A afterwards. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fill in this new chart. This is the old chart of ideas. We are actually going to roll out a new summer quarter at a glance that does represent what we're going to try to do in the summer in each of these belong, believe, and become segments. Okay? So without further ado, Chris Slayball, I think you're up first. Um, and if you guys can remember, it wouldn't hurt to kind of tell people, you have a big group, but tell people some of the people who are in your group or if they're here and they want to wave their hand. In other words, there's probably, yeah, Cliff, if you want to come up too, but there's probably, I don't know, 20-ish people or so with you guys. So it may not hurt people to know who all is there, if you can remember some of that. If not, maybe if you're here and you're with Chris, just identify. Unless he says something crazy, then just take that hand down. Okay, Chris and Cliff. <clears throat> Good morning. Have you ever found yourself in a group of familiar faces and yet you find yourself isolated? In other words, you're there and they look familiar, but somehow there's a distance and you can't quite break that distance into what we call relationship. And how do we get beyond that distance. It might start as simple as, hey, how are you? And I say, oh, I'm fine. Well, what does fine mean? You know, so intersect is, intersect over coffee is a ministry opportunity where people in our congregation and those who visit have an opportunity to build relationship. And um, as we've discussed this and toyed around with this idea of how do we break this barrier so that I can get to know, know Joel, because we do go to the same church, but I know nothing about him. And chances are he doesn't know much about me either, but maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. Even that would be nice to know. <laughs> But it's a ministry opportunity where we can develop relationship. And yes, it's going to be over coffee. And so we're going to attempt to serve coffee. Good coffee for those of who like coffee. Good tea for those who like tea. But it'll be an environment that is comfortable and casual. 
a place where there's some intentionality. This is the important part I want you to understand. We want to be intentional about creating relationship. Well, how do you do that? How do you be intentional about that? It could be in the way in which we're intentional in saying, I might come this morning and I have a heavy burden on my heart. What do I do with that? Have you ever done that? You come and you've just had a horrendous week. Maybe you've gotten information or maybe the pressures of life have been such that, man, you have a heavy heart this morning. Well, there are people who want to pray with you if you would like that. There's going to be lay people who are ready to speak with you and just say, hey, I'm here. I'm a voice. I'm, a, I'm someone, I'm an ear who will be able to listen if you want someone to talk to. So there's some intentionality to that. Um, <clears throat> sometimes conversation is hard to start. And so one of the things we want to do is be intentional about that and maybe provide opportunities with some topics, either topics or statements or um, something that's going to create conversation. I use the illustration of, of the other week, Pastor Tim was talking about the most um, reasonable thing to do and then the extreme thing to do, Peter and John. And I just sent him an email and said, yeah, you know what? I lived in a culture for a period of time where there was subsistence livers. And, you know, I said, maybe the reasonable thing to do was to eat that two tons of fish first. And so we just had a fun dialogue. And it's that kind of stuff we want to create. We want to provide a place where every story matters. So your story of life, your story of struggle, it matters. And... Um, we want to be intentional about that. Cliff, remind me, who's helping us with this? Raise, raise your hands, who's been involved? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Turn around, take a look. Okay, good, good. So uh, we've kind of um, divvied up some responsibilities. Uh, Cliff is in, in charge of seeking out and finding a custom blend of coffee that will be, maybe sometime it'll be a GPC blend. I don't know. Um, I do want to say we are not creating a cafe. We're not starting a cafe. We are creating a ministry opportunity. This is a ministry opportunity for all of us to be involved in, to develop relationship within our congregation and with those who are new who might step in the front door. Have I covered it, Cliff? Yes, pretty much. All right. Thank you for your time. Uh, we'll get to questions at the end of all this, okay? But it's going to be down in front of the kitchen. So, uh, myself and Wes are the point people for the Believe group. Um, Wes could not be here this morning, so that's why, that's why I'm up here. Um, so, our purpose in our group is to see our people grow in love of God and of people. And the avenue which we're going is going to be teaching. So we're going to have classes set up, ongoing, um, for the, all of eternity, um, <laughs> to, uh, to teach the Word of God and to teach us how to interact with those around us. So uh, we set up, so we figured out that we wanted to have two main um, topic tracks 
that kind of cover basically everything we could potentially think of that we could teach. Uh, the first one would be love God, which would be more the theology stuff, um, really delving into the, you know, into scripture, that, that sort of thing. The other one would be love people, which is, uh, would be about, you know, how does life work? You know, uh, more, more life application stuff, um, loving people around you, that sort of deal. Because um, we want to make sure that we don't get, you know, distracted into getting too far deep into one thing without touching anything else, so we think this gives us a good balance. Um, so, um, you can go ahead and, there we go. All right, so we have, for the first quarter, um, for the Love God track, we're going to be having uh, teaching on living by the book, which is teaching you how to study the Bible. That's going to take up the whole first quarter for Love God. In Love Others, we have Relationships 101 and Love Languages, and those are going to be split down the middle in the, in the quarter. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so Relationships 101, it's not a marriage class. This is about just relationships with anybody you could possibly be in a relationship with, uh, friends, family, that kind of stuff. That's kind of that. That's what we're going for for that. Uh, and then love languages. I'm sure you've all heard of the the love languages, but we want to really get into that as well. Um, in the future, we like for love God. We would have things like uh, a Trinity study, uh, possibly later this fall. Um, maybe some gifting, spiritual gifting stuff for love others. So, and we have a lot of different ideas already for this. Um, so, that's kind of what we have. Um, let me think if there's anything else. Oh, who all has been involved in our group? Because I'm terrible. Okay, Greg, uh, my mom, Brad, Amos, uh, Dale and Laurie. Yeah, uh, so a bunch of people. Um, so, yeah, I think that sums up what we're doing. So if you've been... Uh very blessed by your connections here at Grace Point, and if you've been inspired by being in the truth of God's word, and you're just at a place this summer where you're looking for an active response along with uh, the people that you see here at Grace Point, then this may be the offering for you this summer. This could look very differently uh, from one quarter to another, Um, so I will paint a couple of those pictures, those possibilities, as well as get more specifically into what we're doing uh, for this summer. But to start it off, I would like to read uh, from 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23. I think um, you, many will have this memorized. To the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Helpful feedback is very good. And I'm not as tall as Derek. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, okay, so uh, as Pastor Tim said, uh, we are in the Become group. And uh, our title is Proclaiming Christ with Cultural Rele- Relevance. We, uh, for this summer, are looking... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me give one more broad picture before I talk about this summer. Um, I use the word, I believe, active response, or kind of a doing, a connecting um, outside of this church, is, is 
something we always want to bring creatively into this, um, and that is still a challenge that we have in front of us. Uh, our team does have a good bit of work to do yet. Um, quite appropriately, we were delayed because of uh, the situation with the refugee family uh, welcoming, which it, it's, it makes sense that that impacted our team, so <laughs> that's fine. We'll roll with that. Okay, but what we're looking for this summer is uh, we have a list, oh, and we, I should say, Marty Clemmer, Maria Byler, Nate and Jen Smith, Todd and Amber Zimmerman, and Chuck Holt uh, have been our group at this point. So we're looking at a smattering of cultures, um, and again, you'll see how widely or broadly I use that term, and our idea for the doing part of it is that where we have a culture that we have a connection to a GPC missionary, we want some input from that missionary. Now, if they happen to listen to this recording, they don't know that yet. <laughs> don't put it on. Um, so we still have all those connections and requests to make. But we really have an interesting list of questions to ask them about how they prepared to speak in that culture, maybe ways they have seen Christ prepare that culture to receive the word of God, whether that was historically or even currently. So we really have some um, great questions for them, and we're looking forward to having interaction with them, and that's a little bit of that that doing. Uh, so some of the cultures that we've talked about are the uh, Hispanic and Haitian culture. Um, in that, we have the Lear. Of, now, we have other con- connections, too, but this is one of our resources coming in. Um, We want to talk about Muslim culture, and in that we have both the Walshes and the Ebies are ministering in those areas. We also want to talk about North Asian culture. Of course, we've got the Ebies there too. Um, Southeast Asian culture, uh, we have the Laws, um, and the Winds. Um, Asian culture as it relates to Indian. Okay, now why have I said Asian so many times? Well, just go look at your globe. You know, it's like... (coughs) huge and they're very different you know you take um, in our neighborhoods here you have somebody from India versus somebody from Japan you know versus somebody from the very northern part of Europe extremely different cultures Um, we also want to talk about the Amish culture around us Um, we want to talk about postmodern millennial culture um, prison culture and poverty so that's, um, that's a bit where we're going with that. So that is this summer. Uh, what this also could look like in other quarters is a welcome team time for a refugee, preparing a welcome team for a refugee uh, placement. Uh, it could also be a um, missions team from GPC looking to go on a short-term mission, and they want to have a time of teaching and orientation and preparation. And, you know, if we can align the schedule, that could be an offering during um, the 9 o'clock hour. So those are some of our ideas. Wonderful. Is there someone short here before me? There we go. All right. Um, So this is a really... uh, 
big overview of what we're trying to do. Um, I'll say a couple things and then I'm going to invite questions and probably invite you guys to come back up to feel any of them along the way. Okay. Um, one thing I failed to mention at the beginning is that we are trying to move away from the language of just electives. Okay, there's a reason for that. Our recent past is that we would have done what we call the electives about every, maybe every other quarter for about eight weeks, broke, broken it up maybe twice a year into electives. So if we use that language of electives, our brains will kick back into, well, this is just the new version of electives. And it's much deeper and broader than that. This concept here has an indefinite end to it. In other words, we expect this kind of thing Number one, it's a lot deeper than just electives. There's a lot more thought behind this, and there's also an indefiniteness to it. So we're trying to be careful that we just don't say, hey, what are we going to do for electives? Because it's not just electives. So what is it? Good question. And that we still have yet to name because we haven't agreed on what to, to land on. So what we're doing is simply calling it summer quarter. Isn't that exciting? Right? And then guess what we're going to call the fall quarter? Okay. So for now, for now, this is this is in 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 clarity. This is a, a essentially a test run, a pilot program, for lack of a better term, that we're, we're trying in the summer quarter. And uh, so, th- what we've talked about this morning is the summer quarter offerings for adults at GPC. The one category that we haven't talked about yet, and that's the last one here, ongoing. And here's what it is. Isn't that great? Question mark. In other words. We have said from the beginning our interest in this group is not to come in hard on a current class that's meeting and just say, sorry, I know you guys are having a good time, but it's over. That's not our interest, and so that's not what we want to do. So we want to give to you as a class a chance to talk about this and say, what do we want to do as a class? Would we like to continue meeting? Then you're in the ongoing category. And then we'd like to know that so we can promote that. Because when people come and they show up in our our ushers and our welcome center, people greet them, it would be great for them to know what what are the options for you this morning. And so if there's an ongoing Sunday school class in its current version that is still meeting, it would help us just to know that so we can communicate that. Okay, so that's that's why I have a question mark there because I don't know who's going to do what. Okay, is that fair? So that's kind of the next question on the table for you as a class, is to take this back now and discuss and essentially ask and answer the question, what do we want to do this summer? Not forever, this summer. June, July, August alone. Okay? Wonderful. All right. Questions. There was one question. Um, I'll address Leon's question quick. Chris kind of did it, but I'll do it for the recording's sake. The question was, where will this coffee bar be held? And the answer is, for now, it's going to be held in the uh, area right outside of our current kitchen because we need the kitchen area. Okay, so downstairs, fellowship hall area, right down in there. Good. Other questions or comments that you have from what you heard this morning? Anyone who was a part of the discussions, did you want to add anything, any nuance that you think would be helpful that wasn't mentioned by the presenters here this morning? Yep, Leon. Mm-hmm. 
the statement was, I suppose one of our classes could choose to do one of these options as a class. And, yep. Yep. So if an entire class wanted to do whatever, just pick the green one for now, then they could all do the cultures one. Yep. Technically, Leon, that was a comment, not a question. I just want to clarify. <laughs> And comments are welcome. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely. Yes, Amanda. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, we're going to figure that one out. So my default answer is go where you would like. So you may say, you know what, I want to be a part of, I want to try this coffee bar thing. Sounds kind of cool. So let me go to that. Well, I don't know if I want to, let's say, well, I don't know if I want to stay there for 12 weeks, but I'll go for a little bit. And so I've been there for three, three, four weeks. And, you know, is it okay if I jump into living by the book now? And let's have that conversation and see what happens. Or you might say, I'm going to hang out for six weeks in the coffee bar and then join the... Uh, the love languages for the second half or something like that. Um, so that, that could, that could work. We're not going to, we're probably not going to chase anybody down if they don't continue to show up into the class they're at, but that might be fun actually. <laughs> but great question though. And yeah, we may have some people coming in and out a little bit, I think. And I, I just saying that's okay to do that. There are some classes that may be built on each other week by week, like Living by the Book might have a build a little bit more intentionally than the Cultures one, for example. Like, I think you could, the Cultures one is more fluid than Living by the Book, for example. But great question. Uh, yeah, two, two more. Was that Chris? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Great question. It's a question that I think every teacher has to address all the time because they want some continuity in the class in order to get somewhere, but yet you want to be sensitive to people who are just coming in for the first time. Personally, I deal with that when I deliver messages here. Like if I'm five parts into an eight-part series, I'm like, hey, if you're just walking in, here's a one-minute summary. You know, God loves you. We're bad people. He loves us anyway. Now, here we go. You know, just try to catch us up quickly. The details will be missed by people who weren't there. But um, I think there's ways to catch people up without having the door closed and be like, just make sure that you show us your attendance card. You know, and if you didn't attend the last five weeks in a row, you can't come. Uh, so, yeah, that's a challenge for a teacher just to be sensitive to that and aware of it. Um, but good question. Any other reaction, Derek? Is that Okay. Uh, Sherry? Yes, uh, <clears throat> intersect. I might say, too, um, when I came up with the idea of the term intersect, I came, thought about what happens when you go to a four-way stop sign. You have a number of decisions to be made. I can turn right, turn left, go straight, or I can go back the way I came. 
or I could stay there too. I don't have to do anything. I mean, so there's lots of options. And when we engage in relationships, we inadvertently cross those same kinds of decisions to be made. We, we don't even think about it, but we run through a litany of questions that run through our mind when, when I engage with Greg, for instance. And I don't even think about it. Do I want to continue this relationship? Is this a meaningful thing? Is it, are we building something here or not? And so that's where I came up with the name Intersect in the first place. <clears throat> but yes, we are uh, trying to create... I'm working on some signage right now that's going to go maybe downstairs outside the kitchen area to guide people directly in from the parking lot right into Intersect Cafe, if you will call it that. I said I wasn't creating a cafe, but... <laughs> But, uh, and there is some intentionality. There are individuals in our group who have said, hey, I want to pray with people. If there's someone here who wants prayer this morning, I want to pray with them. We have other individuals who have said, hey, I want to be that person. If someone just needs someone to talk to, I want to be that person. These are all people within our congregation who have gifts, abilities, at God-given gifts and abilities who want to use them for the kingdom. In this process also, we will become aware of the fact that there might be need for, like, say, GPC 101. We have got a group of people who, they've been coming for a couple weeks. They're like, what's about your church? Is there anything I need to know about your church? Like, can you tell me more? And we can steer them towards GPC 101. One of the things that I've kind of passionate about a little bit is this thing about gift assessment. What are my gifts? What gifts do I have? I don't know what they are. And um, maybe over time we could put something together that will help define for you a discovery process that will help you define for yourself what is your gift? What is your God-given gifts? What is your style? Some of us have a style. We're people-oriented. Some of us are more task-oriented. And then what's my passion in life? What am I passionate about? Wouldn't that be kind of great to know? Because ultimately that helps us in the kingdom be used by God in the way that he created us. So there's a couple of things that could spur out of this. It would take us right into this, you know, believe, belong, or believe, become uh, avenues. Uh, this is not an end in of itself, but it is a platform which, which I believe people can find their way into the kingdom and find their way into the church. Does that answer that question? Good. Thanks, Sherry. And that question was essentially tell us more and some of the signage and the where it's going to be located. And, um, maybe a little bit more of the vision and passion behind it. Yeah. Good. Other questions or comments?
Yeah, great question. So I think the question is, are we going to have an opportunity on a quarterly basis to evaluate what our Sunday school class should do upcoming? Is that about right? And, and that's our hope right now, yes. So our hope is to be able to present um, to the church not only a summer quarter, but in short order, a fall quarter as well. So this point group will be meeting um, on a fairly regular basis in order to create longer-term planning. So it, sh it won't be too long until the fall quarter rolls out for us. Okay? Um, and there should be a regular rhythm of our aim will be to have a regular rhythm of seeing six months out of what our plans will be. Now that will allow a class to decide what do we do? What do we do for this quarter? And oh, that's coming up next quarter. But yes, at a regular point, a class should be able to, and a quarter is just a nice clean break, you know, in, in time, but a class should be able to choose in there, what are we going to do? When are we going to do it? You know, should we do this for the fall or do this for the summer or, you know, whatever. So yeah, the, the class can move in and out and the quarter is a nice natural break point to make that happen, which is why we're, at least right now, trying not to run electives over the quarter break. That makes sense. So we're not necessarily starting an 18-week class on something, but a 13-week class, because quarters are 13 weeks. So there's a natural break point. Is that fair? Does that answer your question, Alicia? Good, good question. Other questions or comments? Going once, twice, Sherry. Good question. The question is, when does it start and what's happening between now and then? This starts in the beginning of June, first week of June, which I think is June 4. So summer quarter is June, July, August. So between now and then, essentially the month of May and next week, classes will continue to do what they have been doing, whatever that has been for, for your class. So continue to meet, hang out, just carry it on out till June, and then we, we will have this available. So if, ideally, if you as a class can let us know in the next, whatever, two weeks, um, what you'd like to do, that might be perfect for us, beginning of May, and uh, probably have Jen connect with Sunday school leaders to find out what the discussion was, so we know generally how much to order for what. Um, so, yeah, that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. All right, that was pretty close to a dance move for a minute there. Hold on. <clears throat> I know, that was, whew, we wouldn't want that. Okay, any other questions or comments? Okay, uh, this, this week, just so you know, in case you care, and since we have just a second, this week I had a chance to meet in my office with a young couple who heard about our church and is connected locally. Um, they're getting married um, here. Uh, sometime later and um, they want to do premarital counseling with us um, so we sat down with them Jen and I sat down with them in my office this week on, on Wednesday and I was talking a little bit with them and part of the opening conversation and dialogue with them is about faith background because I didn't know them so I want to know tell me your story you know where, where have you come from and I asked them tell me your faith story you know where are we at with that and in conversation I learned that the the, the the woman, the, the wife-to-be, um, yeah, she 
has been around a church but never really been in church at all um, and, is, and is regularly intimidated by people like you and me, church people, who know things that she doesn't know and has no offense against us, but it just it's highly intimidating for her to walk into a place at, at all even like this. Um, the husband-to-be uh, has a little bit more of a liturgical background, but he wants to kind of introduce faith more to their relationship going forward. And so I would not say that either one of them are, um, uh, you know, super strong in their faith, but they have an interest, a, like a budding interest in saying, we're open. We're open to consider. And so I'm sitting there thinking, this kind of thing provides an open avenue for people who are just beginning to consider the faith journey, come to the coffee bar. Not intimidating. Let's talk. Just engage. With an aim toward let's continue to move in our spiritual journey into and then through that to spiritual gifting. How are you wired? How can we help you grow? How can we connect you? I'm I'm telling you now, they wouldn't be ready for a Sunday school class. (laughs) This this is not not a good plan. But this kind of thing... Is great. So I'm sitting there encouraged by what we have come up with. And uh, I just want to share that with you. That these are, what's behind this is not just ideal and theory, but actual real people who, in my brain at least, that I interact with on a fairly regular basis, who come across the ministry path of GPC that we have struggled to figure out how to connect in different ways. So I'm really encouraged, uh, if I can say that. Okay? There you go. I'm encouraged. I hope you are too. It's pretty exciting. Shirley. I, I have to say, I'm really excited about what will happen at that coffee bar. You know, Cliff might have occasions when we can, when we're going into a church setting where we don't know anybody. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I'm pretty social. But I find that to be, I know, it's a new thing. But I find that to be, I find that to be really intimidating. And I think, wow, what must this be like for someone to walk into a new church setting and then try to figure out and I love this segue, if you will, to say, okay, this is a little bit about what we're like. We're really glad you're here. I, I'm just really excited about the ministry that's going to happen there. That wasn't a question, just a comment. I'm allowed to do that, right? Good comment. Hopefully the mic picked that up, but essentially Shirley is giving her two thumbs up to, to this process. A little more deep than that, but for recording's sake, there we go. Okay, thank you. Anything else? Ben? Of relationships. They know people who know people who know us or know me or know someone here in the church. Um, so that's really, that's the bottom line. And they trusted enough that, here's what I heard, that they felt like Grace Point would be a safe place for someone in their situation to go. That's what That's what they were told. That you could come here with the background you have and they're going to be fine with you connecting with them. So, yeah. To which we say, yep. Like that's, that's what we want, right?
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a challenge. If we want to make it, <laughs> this is super sticky and difficult. Anyone who's ever walked with someone through this kind of transition knows it's you know it's the old adage you know two steps forward, one back. Sometimes twelve backwards, and then drop off the cliff, and then three years later come back in, right? I mean, this is the the regular rhythm of that. I'm encouraged with something like this and the intentionality that goes behind this as another step to keep this in our brain to say, yep, how can we keep rethinking this and and being that kind of intentional place? We can only try to create the environment. We can't change the heart, but we hope that these environments will help do some of that. Yeah. Good. Yep. Derek? Yep. Um, I think you guys would all be on board with this too, but if any, if any of this like excites you or invigorates you, like you want to participate and help out with planning and execution of, of this stuff, hit us up. We are the people that you contact. Um, so we are, we would be quite happy for, you know, help and teachers and like, if something is kind of tugging at you, like, man, I'd really like to do that. I think this would go really well there. Hit us up. We'd love to talk. Perfect. Speaking of talking, and with this I'm going to be done, please talk to us. Tell us what you think. Even if you think it's a terrible idea, like Chris kind of alluded to earlier, even if he thinks Joel doesn't want to get to know him, he'd rather know that Joel doesn't want to get to know him. We're picking on you this morning, Joel. Sorry. I guess you sat in the wrong spot. And we'd rather have that too. So if you're sitting here and you heard this and you're like, boy, I have a question, or I don't think, or I wish they would, or whatever, like that's fair and safe. Talk to any of us about that. We'd love to hear your reaction and feedback. Even if it's like we're not loving it, we have a lot of questions and we doubt you thought about it, and we think this will fail because whatever. We don't care. Just give us the feedback. Okay, we'd love to hear from you, okay? Jen will be in touch with class leaders. Otherwise, thanks guys. Appreciate you all. One, two, three, go team. Yard to Smith. See you back here in a few minutes.